<laughs> Do it again. <clears throat> Mama made me mash my M&Ms. I don't actually do that every time. <laughs> uh, welcome to One Foot on the Ground. This is Johnny. And this is Ashley. And today we are watching... Oh, Miss Congeniality. 2000. We're also joined by a, a special guest today. Uh, it is uh, Rachel Gilmore. Rachel, hello. Hello, Ashley. How are you? I'm well, thank you. What about Johnny? Excellent. That was rude. I was getting to Johnny. I wanted to give you both the same amount of attention. Go ahead. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about me? Yeah, Hello. how are you? Oh, uh, me, uh, I'm good. Good. Great. Fabulous. Armed and fabulous. I like water, but it's on the other side of the room, and I don't feel like moving. Fair. Perfect. Um, uh, so Miss Congeniality was 2000, really? Yes, yeah. sir. December 14th. It was a December movie, too. I was a little more surprised by it being a December flick. Really? It was December? I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that either. Feels like a summery kind of film. Right? I, I would say spring. Okay, maybe spring. Whatever. Like, short sleeve weather. Or like Which, Well, in Florida, it might be short sleeve <laughs> weather, so. <laughs> all, all months except for December, maybe. Maybe. Oh, just parts of December, maybe. Or January, who knows? Jan. January is the coldest month, I believe, in Florida. Is it really? I think How so. How can you tell them apart? I don't know. One has five cold days and the others have three. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> Nail on the head. <laughs> so what is this? Who's going to take the uh, description of the movie? Oh, that's going to be uh, Gilmore. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to go off the cuff. Um, uh, yeah, just give us your interpretation of the flick. Great. Uh, Miss Congeniality is a movie about a plain Jane named Grace, who um, is a an FBI agent, and she has to uh, go into the Miss, Miss United States pageant uh, to figure out uh, who is plotting to do some sort of attack. Um, and... Uh, she she becomes uh you know her eyes open to the world of miss united states pageant and uh hilarity ensues and that is my hot take i think you nailed it okay i, I don't want to give yeah. too much away you know like not yet <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be fair it has been t almost 20 years 19 20 years so Listen. i mean spoiler this is a spoiler friendly podcast um look she becomes miss congeniality okay spoiler <laughs> what does that even, all right so what does miss congeniality mean so uh congeniality uh i believe and you can fact check me on this by googling Gunna. the word congeniality i think mm -hmm. it just means like the most friendly and outgoing um and the person who inspires the most uh, uh fun um, oh so that's why sandra bullock was voted miss congeniality on set not because she played the role but because she was the friendliest person that sounds accurate, despite what the tabloids may tell you. 
Do the tabloids say that Sandy Bull is like a meanie so, pants? I, I think they try and portray her as a little bit of a meanie pants. I'm basing you know, this off of a Graham Norton interview that I watched two days ago. <laughs> I would bet money that it's because she's a woman. <gasps> yeah, me too. She does. I mean, I'm curious. I mean, probably. In fact, so this is not related to Miss Congeniality, but it probably applies. So the interview I was watching was actually for Ocean's 8. And she said that they were trying to, like, pin that every woman was not getting along with the other women because, God forbid, women are able to get along. (laughs) And Miss Congeniality is a very, you know, women-friendly cast, minus Benjamin Bratt and Michael Caine and all the other guys. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to say, well, f- um, where are we go? Where, what, what is? Uh, hold, I don't want to go too far ahead of myself. I'll go for it. Who cares? Jump right in. <laughs> uh, so I haven't watched this movie in a very, very long time, and it. I watch it like I said today, and I loved parts of it, but parts of it I had a huge problem with, and. Like it didn't age well? No, it did not age well. No. Not at all. Um, Neither did I, but here we are. I mean, I certainly <laughs> did. But uh, I, I thought to myself, in fact, one of my notes was, um, where is it? What I don't know where it is. Whatever. Like, <laughs> We'll find did it. Did anyone actually enjoy this movie? That was one of my questions because... I was like, I don't think gay men would really appreciate this movie very much. Oh, well, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Some of the, yeah. It's not very um, open-minded. Like, even the way it's scripted, like, Benjamin Bratt was, like, kind of a dick about it and was trying to, like, run away from any homosexual activity or, or anything. That was the, the comedy of the 90s was like not that there's anything wrong with that right with being gay yeah i mean that was a reference to seinfeld but it's fine so um yeah that's (laughs) it's okay the jew will make the seinfeld references and we'll be on our merry way so um uh yeah no but for sure and you know when i go back and watch it now though i mean when i was 11 watching it for the first time those were not the scenes that stuck out to me so you know but now as an adult i watch it and i'm like all right, well, I could give or take that joke. But the other jokes, it's the other, you know, fun that makes it yeah, fun. Yeah, it's the overall arc. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to say, anything with women, loved it. Like, seriously, every time Sandra was on the screen with any other woman, I loved it. I thought that it was handled well. And it probably has a lot to do with her. Because sure. Because like she is the kind of woman that would nurture that kind of environment. But when it was the men especially if sander wasn't even in the scene when the men were just talking amongst themselves and having their thing those yeah. were the most problematic moments and i was like oh this is not very good like the one guy uh, referring to michael kane as liberace and i was like uh that's not very friendly like no okay uh but i will say for michael kane i didn't it didn't even occur to me I don't know. I mean, obviously I watched this, like I said, a long time ago. So there's a lot of stuff that popped up that I was just kind of like, oh, wow, I didn't think about this. Like Michael playing, uh, Michael Caine playing um, an older gay gentleman was interesting and he did it very well. It wasn't offensive. No, he wasn't. I mean, I'm not an older gay man, but it didn't seem offensive. No. (laughs) 
especially for that time, like I said, with all the other jokes thrown in there, it was interesting that he wasn't a stereotype that was like all the jokes about him were stereotypical and annoying, but the character itself. Yeah. Yeah. He played that beautifully. And it was interesting that he would have played that to begin with because he like his uh, youthful acting was a lot of like kind of manly men kind of like he played Alfie. Yeah. Like the Italian job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's, uh, he's a, I wouldn't have expected that. And it, it didn't occur, like I said, it didn't occur to me until today. I was like, oh, wait, what? You know, Michael, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, so good for him. I, I think he's fantastic. But, um, and like I said, he did a good job. Some of the other things that bothered me current day was, as far as women go, it was annoying to see like all the different states being portrayed in a very stereotypical way. Sure. Oh, they were caricatures of themselves for yeah, sure. Yeah, they and but, I think that was probably part of the satire, but I don't think you'd see it as much anymore. No, I don't think that would happen. At right. All. Yeah. Sure. Um I mean, you know, it had its moment. It was fine. But um yeah. Anyway, that was that was those were all my issues with that. I did put down on my notes, uh, men are terrible. Yeah, all the men in the film were garbage. Just, like, garbage humans. Like, even the guy checking them in when he was like, Texas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just, like, harassing them outright, as he said, each person's name. Gave them a special little something. Yeah, but that was was (laughs) Kathy Morningside's uh, son. He was supposed to be a terrible person. He was like, Washington, nice apples. Um, Like, just just I know the whole movie by heart, so I will refrain. You come Um, up with that one on your own? On your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but like, you know, I'm someone who tends to to say, like, nothing really offends me very much, so I can watch that and be like, that's absolutely disgusting and it's a stupid joke, but like, it's just part of the movie that I really like, so I just laugh at it. normally, I'm just like, it was the 90s. <laughs> just like that, by the way. Yeah, just, yeah. no, just like was, that. With like, mostly, usually with like um, a cigarette, with one of the cigarette extenders. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Corolla DeVille style. Okay. It's, it's, it's like going yeah. back and watching Friends. Like a lot of the stuff on Friends <laughs> didn't, <forget> that. <laughs> didn't, didn't really uh, age well. Um, but I still think it's funny. Call me a terrible person. Uh, but oh, I will. Yeah, it, so it's fine. I, I straight am, up, yeah. I am a terrible. Per- I married a man for his last name, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's truly uh, terrible. Uh, I uh, first of all, for Gilmore Girls, is that why? Yes, yes. My pops are downstairs. I I love that show. <laughs> My pops are downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> the the show was fantastic. Was it? So what cool? a line. Uh, <laughs> falling <laughs> uh, apart uh, as soon as I was having to work from home I was like I need something on the background that I can not necessarily watch but I you know something I've seen a lot of so I can just have it on and that was my first choice because it it's one of those where I don't have to actually watch it and I did yeah it was kind of that thing where it was like oh crap a lot of this is pretty bad like especially ross <laughs> he was just there was so much not good yeah there. why would anyone like ross i kept thinking because i also watched indiana jones right in the middle of all that and i was like 
why didn't Ross ever go on a dig or anything? Like, he was always just in New York. Like, did he never do any actual digging for his archaeology or, what, paleontology shit? Like, like what? I think he was just a teacher. I think he was, like... No, no, no. He was an active paleontologist. I mean, he worked was in the museum. He? he was, like, way too lame, I thought, to, like, be, like, getting dirt under his nails the only excavating he ever did was bone rachel in the display (laughs) 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 which was stupid they would never allow that (laughs) no i mean besides the fact that they were in the planetarium when they started like why did they go over to that display all of a sudden i mean it was for the joke but it was like uh that was kind of dumb a little forced so where were we going with all that? Friends, the nineties. Well, oh, you were you were complaining. No, I'm just kidding. You were saying the 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 things about the movie you didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, granted, uh, I was not. I'm not. I'm not necessarily offended by any of it. Sure, sure, sure. Because I, I don't. I don't really give a shit. I but, mean, I do no, no. I just I watch stuff, and I'm like, that wasn't cool. I was just looking at it in that in that same just like I did with Friends recently. I mean, I still love Friends. I'm still going to watch it again someday. But, um, you know, I was like, oh, shit. That's, oof, oh, gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. But beyond that, uh, oh, a couple of things. The BFI dumpster. I don't know if anybody noticed that. So at the very opening, during the- Rachel's face. <laughs> uh, there's a dumpster outside of the restaurant where they're doing yep. the makeup thing. Yeah, and La it's Bamba his... is like in what? La Bamba. What's his name? Benjamin, Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. He, he was outside of it, pretending to be a, a, a yeah. He a was like homeless person. Can. He was hot as the homeless person, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, only five dollars. I uh, <laughs> wondered how long it was going to take. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ten minutes, less than ten. <laughs> he uh, well, I don't think he's generally very attractive normally. Like, like in fact, throughout the whole movie, I kept thinking she could do better. Um. <laughs> Miss Miss Texas was right there. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, I mean, why she didn't go for Miss Texas? Yes, I don't get it. <laughs> Oh. Because uh, again, the gays weren't. That's true. They were accepted, but not. They weren't ready to be like in the public's eye. There was big, Miss New York made it uh, to the top ten, and she made a big, uh, big uh, scene about it. And shout out to her wife or yeah, little wife. Oh, it was her. It was her partner. Uh, you know, I just want all the lesbians out there to know that if I can make it to the top ten, so can you. I thought that was yeah. I mean, I guess you do have to think of it in a in a time capsule situation. You do. Like yeah. things you have to do that because yeah, they I mean, tried. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine trying to watch that movie now with those computers? I could. I I, I want to remember it, liking it. I want to go back and watch the net and find out how terrible it's. Just like. Jumpin' Jack Flash with Whoopi Goldberg, like I love that movie, but I watched it as an adult and I was like, oh wow, that computer, like that's the internet? What? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> with the, the black screen, even watching The Matrix, I just watched that recently and I was like, this was 1999, like 
why aren't the computers better? Like, it was weird to me. Um, special okay. effects were amazing, though. But they had a super, um, like, so Gracie Hart is, like, a, a rough and tough lady who um just like and she's all that and all other like 90s oh. film i know it released in 2000 but it was definitely a 90s it was a 90 90- it was a commentary yeah. on the 90s 100%. yeah it's so like all she 90s. had to do was undo that ponytail remove her glasses and she was hot yeah um except they made a whole production about it and like getting her like waxed and they couldn't just do that at public venues they needed like a men in black like sort of like that up who would even do that <laughs> wax the knuckles yeah like i was like uh nobody does that uh, um a beautiful woman can have no hair apart from the hair no hair yeah no hair <laughs> yeah she got a bikini wax she got a knuckle wax legs mm-hmm. Arms, all of it yeah i mean Chin for uh, sure no <laughs> no 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 waxing uh <laughs> i will say I wrote a note about that, like when they were trying to figure out an agent to put into the pageant, and Sander was sitting there the whole time, and I kept thinking, "You guys are fucking idiots!" Like, she's an attractive woman. I don't care who you are, but the I mean, attractive. Yeah, but that—that that was the point. Is that they—they, they, you know, they—they—they they, they just saw her as one of the dudes. I mean, I, I get. Yeah, that. she was too frumpy, John. She was too frumpy. Maybe it's me because I'm gay or something. I don't know. But I would have noticed right away, like, oh, uh, hello. Like, well, I- no, like Sandra Bullock is like a babe. She's super the babe of babes. Yeah. Uh, seriously, the woman is ridiculously attractive. But yeah, agree. Um, yeah. yeah, they were dumb. They were super dumb for not <laughs> noticing that quicker. And then, of course, when they had the, I will say though, when they revealed her coming out of the the hangar. She looked good. I was Mustang like, oh, Sally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get it, girl. I wish I looked like that coming out of a hangar. Like, you oh, can too. I wish I looked like that. I mean, yeah, I'd look like Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> we all wish we looked like Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I mean, look at me right now. I'm no. Uh, uh so um, so I mentioned, oh, oh, the BFI dumpster. I never finished that. So No, no, we interrupted you. I was on the dumpster and I kept thinking British Film Institute? Like, wh- why do they have a dumpster? That was just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we probably could have, we probably could have interrupted him and kept going. It probably would have been okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Except for the <laughs> I kept thinking like, what does BFI stand for other than British Film Institute? Like, I really don't know. I couldn't couldn't piece that one together i thought maybe it was supposed to be a joke or something maybe that was their commentary but isn't bfi a garbage company i'm pretty oh we're gonna look it up because i have the power of the internet well let me mute because my keyboard's clacky hold on oh you're clacky (laughs) my keyboard's clacky but they also had old tech in this like her browning furnace industries is that what that really is? BFI. I know exactly the, the, when you said BFI, I knew the logo. I'm very good at logos. Um, and so <laughs> I, <laughs> I see it here and yes. Huh. No, I mean, I automatically thought British Film Institute because I own a lot of BFI films. And I own a lot of garbage. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, but- Old tech. They had they had some old, not too much, but they had some. Like oh, yeah. Video, video. 
equipment for the first stakeout with the little book <laughs> with the, the book in the spine in the spine screen <laughs> in the pages yeah um, <laughs> the starbucks scene was fantastic and i remember when that came out the first time that was right when starbucks was massive like yeah. that was yeah like, it was very interesting because it i had a flashback to remembering seeing that in the theater and being like oh i remember that scene because i worked at a starbucks as well so it was kind of like what um yeah and people were super pumped to learn that those were real starbucks employees in that uh, scene oh well, yeah that, poorly marking the cups yeah i was gonna bring that up because at that point also in films and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, Starbucks was very particular about being portrayed in anything. So you had to ask permission no matter what if you were going to film in a Starbucks or use Starbucks in your whatever. Um, because they, they that was way before they started doing advertising at all. Like they didn't have commercials, they didn't have print ads, they didn't have anything. So if you were going to put those in your movie or something, you had to get, like even at stores, like we had policies about, you couldn't take pictures, like you weren't allowed to. Like if we saw people taking pictures, we were supposed to stop them from taking pictures and be like, I'm ah. sorry, there's pictures in here. Um, <laughs> They're like, but my Frappuccino, my Insta. I mean, this was weird. There was no Insta yeah. back there, honey. Oh uh, yeah, but you know, the early adopters, hello. <laughs> Uh, I think I did work for Starbucks when Instagram started. I'm trying to think back. I when 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 did that start? I like, guess actually, yeah, in like 2010 or so. Yeah. I was gonna say. Oh, yeah. I was so gonna say yeah, but but it, so it was kind of interesting to see that in there, and to know that like those you know like you said those were probably actual baristas working in an actual store and. <laughs> Those are probably actual customers that got pissed that they couldn't have their coffee on time. October 2010, Gilmore, you got it. Look at you go. So proud. Hey, I know my stuff. Nice. I actually remember getting it really early on. And then, of course, I've deleted many drunken times. Yeah, John deletes his accounts from time to time. I actually have learned not, well, I don't drink anymore. So that probably helps. But, <laughs> but I also. I've learned to uh, deactivate rather than delete. I'm it's becoming fine. more mature with my social media anger. <laughs> I just deactivate. I did it recently. Nobody noticed. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I don't, honestly, I only look at feeds. I don't go to people's pages. I'm not going to lie. You don't care about me. It's fine. That's what I said. Yep. Those are the words that came out of your mouth. <laughs> like I just scroll through a feed for like four or five swipes and then I'm done with it. And then I carry on. Yeah, I, get carry on. I get annoyed with social media in general. Yeah, that's fair. That's it's scary that I'm the one that mostly does our social media stuff, especially when <laughs> I deactivating things. Uh, I haven't done it with ours though. Ours have always been no, I think you might also be obligated to keep ours because I'm in the picture. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I'd be like, hello? <laughs> Are we done? We're Are done. You up with that's me? I'm telling you. <laughs> I've deactivated everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so, anyway, 
So yeah, so Gracie Hart gets picked up by Michael Caine. And uh, with extensive work, she will be ready for the finest trailer park. The world's finest trailer park. (laughs) Yes, apologies. Right, that's okay. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Um, I only slaved over that script. Um, But the, yeah, no. And so she gets picked up and... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for me, one of the, one of the funniest scenes in the movie for two reasons, a, because it's funny, uh, is yeah. when they're fly after she is no longer dirty Harriet, uh, she, they're on the plane and she's watching a video of women <laughs> crying, uh, so that she can pick which cry she wants to do. Uh, <laughs> and the reason why it's so funny is just a again because it's funny and then she ends up with the you know the the waving her hands uh crying uh, thing. Um but in that scene there is a guy sitting a few rows behind her and he's kind of like he's sleeping with his head like at a profile and it looks like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> And so as a child, I actually remember the first time I watched Miss Congeniality, it was, I was, I was like 11. So I was like in my parents' bed, you know, watching it with, with them, uh, on their TV. And I remember seeing that scene and doing like a, is dad, dad, are you, are are you in this movie? And he was like, what are you talking about? And he like, he, he does he didn't see it. So, um, you know, for, for one of the uh, one of the stories attached to this movie is that after I watched it that fateful night with my father and uh, ma- mother, um, they took me to Hollywood Video. I rented the movie and watched it. It was during the summer, seven times a day uh, for a week, and I <laughs> and I broke the VHS. And because I was a cute eleven year old, I walked back into the store, and I said. Um, hi, the the VHS broke, uh, but I still had a few days left on this rental, and they gave me another one. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, so you they, could continue your binge. So I continue binging, uh, and I finally one day was like, "Dad, this looks like you," and he was like, "If you say it does, it does." So, like every time I see that now, it's still this is very funny, uh, oh. funny scene. Yeah. So the, for you know, I don't know if, if this was even said, but Miss Congeniality is my favorite movie. Um, and so that's why I'm here talking about it. But oh yeah, that's uh, that's why Gilmore's qualifications. Yeah, they were like, I, I was like, Ashley, when are you gonna <laughs> let me on your show? <laughs> and she was like, um, Why? Do, why would I even let you on my show? And I said, Well, I've seen Miss Congeniality at least 49 times. Because <laughs> I. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, so that scene is my dad's in it, um, and she learns how to cry. But yeah. <laughs> my mother when I was a kid I learned my mother was um when she was a youth she was doing a lot of modeling and like acting and I had learned early on that and I don't know any of the other films she was in she may have told me but the one thing I remembered was that she was in also a problematic film Revenge of the Nerds part three and she I got excited for a second. And so I would watch that movie over and over again looking for her. Um, and she'd be like, they cut my scenes. <laughs> I'd be like, I bet I could find you in the background. Um, That's funny. But yeah, but I was watching the wrong ones. I was watching the first and second one because um, I thought that she would at least be in those. But I guess the third one, they went to Fort Lauderdale. And um, that's the one she was in. 
I was going to say, when you said Revenge of the Nerds, I was thinking, oh, cool. And then you said the third, and I kept thinking, was there a third? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember two very distinctly, but I I don't remember it. In fact, I think I've only seen the second one. I never saw the first one. Oh, so I love Revenge of the Nerds, but that's also a very problematic movie, especially the scene where the girl gets raped, (laughs) but like by one of the nerds. Any of those movies that we grew up with are like that seriously no all of them they've all got problems well i think you know 20 years from now when we look back at movies that were made this year we're gonna be like like, wow we did wow (laughs) we did good (laughs) look at our growth we did it guys we made it (laughs) i'm gonna be like this stuff's too clean i want i want that offensive humor back I mean, I do, I do think about that a lot, like offensive humor, like, I don't know, like, can you even do that? I, I can't think of an example, but like, I feel like everything's kind of cleaned up now. So, I mean, I guess I think- there's different ways of making something funny. Like, I think a lot of humor now is smarter. Yes. Than it Intellectual comedy is what I would... Which is which is fine, but I don't know. Every once in a while, I don't mind laughing at something that was funny when I was a kid. <laughs> sure, of course not. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, geez, there's so many of them, but so many awful, awful things that we laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. along with your story about watching this as a kid, when, um, and I might have brought this up on the podcast before, but that same kind of thing happened with me and Thoroughly Modern Millie. I was obsessed with that movie as a very, very young, 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 young kid. And don't know why. I have no idea why it it stuck out of my head, but I always told my mom that I liked the movie where her boobs popped out. And (laughs) her boobs don't actually, you don't see her boobs in this movie, but she, uh, at the very beginning of the movie, she buys a corset to flatten her chest because flat chest is popular at the time it was 1922 so <laughs> she got a corset to flatten out her chest and then while she's buying cigarettes the corset pops and her boobs like pop and her beads go flying it's fantastic and so i'd always tell my mom like i, I think see i've it. seen that moment parodied in like many other films you probably have it's it's yeah. so parodable <laughs> that's a word uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely Anyway, uh, finally, I mean, this was, I I can't remember how old I was. I might have been 10, 11, 12, something like that. But my sisters ended up uh, going to swim competitions because they were athletic and I was not. (laughs) And I certainly was not going to wear Speedo in front of their boys because that would have been an issue. Um, (laughs) Were Speedo's the only option? Yeah. In a swim team. That's all you. Oh, would okay. Apologies. Swimming, yeah. Yeah, swimming. Competitive swimming. So, but anyway, so whatever. Anyway, so uh, my mom eventually taped it off the Disney Channel and had a a copy of it. So I was so excited. So whenever they would go out for the weekend to a swim competition, I would stay at home, and Thoroughly Modern Millie was literally my babysitter. Like I would watch it, and then as soon as it was done, I'd rewind it and watch it again. And I so 
when I say that I've seen that film thousands of times, I'm not exaggerating. I have literally, I can recite the entire two hours and 18 minutes of it without seeing it. I know it better than any other movie I've ever seen. So I can relate. To yeah, that's it. Miss Congeniality for me, 100%. My VHS. Really problematic? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> my VHS babysitter was Scream. I watched that movie <laughs> a ton when people weren't home. I would just be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we all have some of those. I, I think it's funny that mine would be something like that and it wouldn't be something that I wasn't allowed to watch. Like, I watched mine with people home. Oh, I mean, I did too. But I'm saying like, <laughs> Yeah, no, same. I think I think all these movies though, these three movies are very like cornerstones of our personalities though. Yeah, and I know I know that uh John doesn't know me very well, but I'm pretty much a walking miscongeniality. Uh and Laura like yeah. Gilmore, but that's a different show. Um <laughs> so uh but yeah, like it's basically just Grace Hart coming out of my mouth uh all the time. It's- it's true. Sometimes, sometimes she'll quote it so much that she likes to remind me that it's from miscongeniality. Oh, I do that to people. I'll quote yeah. things constantly, and nobody ever gets what I'm quoting ever. So <laughs> I'd always have to tag on, "Well, that was from this, or that was from this, or oh, that was a quote from this." <laughs> All the time. Nobody no, I like to let it sit and let them think I'm weird. Nobody watches movies anymore. I swear, I'm convinced. Yeah. Or if they do, they watch crappy ones. I guess. Well, yeah, maybe. Like, John, there is, like, 26 Avenger movies. Well, yeah. Marvel movies. So. I mean... They got a lot to to catch up on. Any of those quotable? Probably not. No, not really. And I'm not trying to say that they're bad movies. No, I mean, they're, they're enjoyable entertainment. They're not quotable. They're not quotable. They're not quotable. Washington, nice apples, quotable. something i quote so often to my staff and i am a firm believer that you should not tell a person to smile like i hate it i hate it yeah smilers wear a crown losers Losers. wear a frown (laughs) yeah Yeah. favorite line it's just such it's quotable (laughs) i will say candace bergen also looked very good in this movie oh she looked great she did um oh absolutely she yeah well this was what two you said it was two thousand so yeah they were filming it two thousand and one what what this <laughs> is in December I was just being a butthole oh <laughs> easy man I was like you 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 said the wrong date then uh, no I was gonna say when she because I mentioned this before too when when she was in Sex and City the movie. <laughs> Like when she showed up on the screen, the entire audience gasped and not in like a, they're excited to see her way. They were like, oh my God. And I was like, I felt so bad for Candace Burton because all I could think was, did that happen when she was in the theater? Like, oh my goodness. Because I I don't think they put the airbrushing budget on her at all. They put it on the other girls because those girls were airbrushing that movie to death. I mean, those necks and those foreheads are not their necks and foreheads but um yeah they didn't are they? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> teenage donuts they really did like if you ever watch that at home it's so it's like this 
like you get up close to your television and all you see is like this blurry thing here and a blurry thing here on their neck. Oh, you, uh, this is an audio format, sorry guys. I'm, I'm indicating portions of my anatomy. I won't tell you which ones. So, um, <laughs> but no, Candace Bergen. And then like the next movie she was in was, was it Bride Wars, I think? And all oh, I could yeah. think was they, they either airbrushed her for that one or she got something done because I was like, she must have known that people had that reaction because she looked fantastic in Bride Wars. She did, yeah, she did. She really did. So um, like, but yes, she did look good in, in Miss Congeniality. Uh, yeah. And for me, like, Grace Hart is, you know, she's the best. She's she's great. But, like, uh, wow, I just, oh, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy Morningside, she was so funny. Uh, her character was just top-notch in this movie. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. She's a good villain. Very good, good villain. villain. Yeah. Yeah. Very close to Disney villain. Just very good. Yeah. I was yeah. Glad- well, I have to say, though, I feel like I remember knowing that it was her very early on. Well, they kind of, I think they kind of make it known that it's her without making you know until, what, three quarters of the way in? Yeah, you need to suspicion that it's her. Yeah, well, I guess so, yeah. But then when they mentioned that, I well, because I think they were maybe trying to get you to think it was William Shatner, Right. Or maybe I'm just thinking. Well, that. she tries to she tries to get you to think that it's you. She tries to get them to think that it's him. Uh, I was there, and then <laughs> but then there's that there's that part um, after the fiasco that uh, takes place uh, with the drinking glasses, and Grace uh, Gracie Lou Freebush jumps out into the audience <laughs> to tackle the guy who's trying to light a cigarette, and then later on there's a scene uh, where. Um, I forgot the what is his Eric, Eric uh, who played by Benjamin Bratt comes into the room and's like call him La Bamba. We know who he is. I don't know what that reference is. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that reference is. So I'm (laughs) going to call him Eric because that's his name in the movie we're talking (laughs) about. Um, So he comes in and he's like, oh, we got the DNA back uh, from, and it was a woman, and she and they cut over to her and she makes that face, and that's when you know uh, you're like, oh shit, it's her. Uh, and, but they don't know, you know? And so, yeah. Uh, I think that they want you to know, it's like one of those where we know before they know, but then they figure it out. Then hilarity continues to ensue. (laughs) It's fantastic. Right. We know that we know that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's held up is very funny, by the way, for the friends. The what? For the friends episode. They but all- they know that I know that you know, and if they know that you know that I know, then I can't know. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> was like, he's like, I couldn't tell them even if I wanted to. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was still funny. It's Phoebe. Oh my god, that's so good. Anyway, not the point. So, uh, what else was I going to say? I had something to say and I forgot it about this movie, and not Friends. Darn it. I sent you a picture of La Bamba. Both of you. I I mean, I know what you're talking about, but it takes my brain too long to figure out what you're talking about. I have no idea. That's the only way I know him. That's him? Yeah, that's him. (laughs) Wait a minute. Was it him? That's not him. That's not (laughs) him. There's no way that that is the same person. No, that's, um, oh shit, what's that guy's name? No, that's not him. 
you're insane. I can't believe I said I mean, I knew what you were talking about. That's not now, him. No, it's not. It's uh, Ashley can't run the show. Shit, what is that guy's name? <laughs> it's Blue Diamond Phillips. Blue Diamond Phillips. He just looks so much like him. They I don't, can't stop. They don't look alike. They, they look this guy's identical. neck is... This guy's neck is absolutely normal. Benjamin Bratt has like 16 bones in his neck. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly you know watched this movie. I was like, he's not very attractive. He was just the homeless guy, though. He was very cute. Because <laughs> yeah, you couldn't see him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of his flaws were covered up with trash. Um, <laughs> poor Eric. Um, a, another uh, uh, miscongeniality anecdote I have, uh, if you'd like to hear it, is um, another, I think probably one of the most classic things to come out of miscongeniality is the two scenes, but the first scene is really the funnier of the two, when um, she had been uh, whisked out of her hotel room um, to do pageant training, and then on the way back, uh, she and Eric are outside at the pool and he is like, you know, flirting with her and they get really close and, uh, she goes, you think I'm gorgeous. You want to date me. And then he eats a <laughs> Snickers bar in her face. Uh, and she is like really bummed. Um, when I turned 13, I got a, uh, <laughs> I got a birthday card and in it, my dad had written, uh, he used the word Marvy uh, for Marvelous, but he wrote, uh, we think you're Marvy, we think you're great, we think you're blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, it said, please read this in the Miss Congeniality song. Uh, ah. So he had, he had wrote me a card to sing out loud. And so, you know, it's just, it's, it, you know, this movie just like kind of in my life began to transcend more than just watching a movie. It was something that, you know, people were starting to relate to me. And so the, the bond became even stronger. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. My, my, my dad, uh, I talk about my dad a lot. My mom's sim actually very similar to me. This is not related to miscongeniality, but here's a snapshot of my life. <laughs> my mom once went, Ashley might know the story. My mom once went to New York city <laughs> with a couple of friends. She's a grown ass woman. She went to New York city with a couple of friends and she found the, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this on a podcast. doesn't matter. Uh, she found the address to her, uh, <laughs> love of her life the uh, the lead singer of her favorite band it's counting crows uh went ah! to his hotel or went to his home and went in and they were and and she and her friend were like oh hi we're adam's aunts and we wanted to know if he if, if he was home and the guy was like yeah he's home uh let me go see uh if he's available and like he didn't answer and he was like oh he must be in the shower but i can buzz you up if you want and my mom Freak, she like freaked out. She was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So she left. Um, so if anyone's wondering why I am the way I am, uh, <laughs> I, I do a, 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 a attribute a lot of it to my dad, but it's actually my mom and I are obsessive freaks of nature. Uh, it's fine. So, um, but my parents both have been very good about like, I'm a big fan of stories in general. You know, I, I, I read a lot. I love movies. I love TV. I've spent a lot of time watching TV. I play a lot of video games um, and it's all just because of the story and the characters and being able to um, learn about them and, and just 
enjoy their existence, whether it's for a two hour period of time or a 50 hour campaign or whatever the case may be. So my dad, especially my dad has been very good about like, all right, Rachel, like Miss Congeniality, I'll throw it in your birthday card. Perfect. You're going to love it. And that's, you know, that was all I needed. So uh, yeah, it was really great. Really good. I like that. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. He he was good about that with Gilmore Girls too, and I like I that's truly a whole different show. Um, I could spend 16 years talking about Gilmore Girls because it's been my life for the past 16 years. Um, but uh, yeah, my dad's been really really good about it. So, were you excited when they brought that back on Netflix? I was, uh, yeah, um, and I uh, the the revival was was fine. It was good. It, it couldn't. It was never going to be as good as the most of the original content. But it was great and it was nice to see them back. And um, I've watched interviews with Lauren Graham, who, you know, Lorelai is really a huge inspiration for how I am and, you know, my, my, my humor and the way that I do things. Uh, and I saw an interview with her and she said a really nice thing that was, you know, when I was first doing Gilmore Girls, I was 32. I was very young. It, it, I enjoyed it. It was a huge part of me, but it was my job. Um, and even when it was ending, I really did appreciate all the years I had, but I was ready to move on. And then she said, when the revival came back, it was like, I, 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 I was just relishing in the fact that I got to come back to this character because as I got older, I realized what a gift this character was. Mm-hmm. And so she said, she went around set like, oh, it's so good to see you. I, I'm so happy we're here, you know? And I was like watching this interview, like sobbing. I was like, oh, thank you, Lauren. I'm happy to be here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, I could really talk about Gilmore Girls for a long time. I met her <laughs> once, but that's a different story. Did you, at your wedding, did you um, uh, watch uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? Oh, no, and you know, I kind of am waiting for the whole season to be available. I think I'd like to binge that one. Uh, we live in the age of binging. She sings a bunch. So. She sings a bunch. I saw her, I met her uh, when she was Miss Adelaide in Guys and Dolls on Broadway in 2009. Adelaide? Yeah, she was Adelaide. Uh, yeah, and was it 2000? Yeah, I met her in 2009. Um, and yeah, so she, I, I knew she could sing because uh, I, I saw the show and I, you know, she sang on Gilmore Girls a few times. So um, I, I, I would love to watch Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. It's, uh, I watched the premiere episode because they, they released it, what, I don't know how, I don't know what the whole thing was, but they released the first one episode digitally, I guess. Yeah. I what was going on. I just watched it on Hulu because they kept advertising. I was like, fine, I'll watch the goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it and I have to say, like, when I saw that that was her boss, I was like, oh my God, I love her. And yeah. I was so excited and I was like, oh, please don't cancel this. <laughs> I think it's actually getting decent reviews and i think a lot of people are watching it i don't know for sure i haven't like done them i use i'm one of those people who um i i've watched a lot of tv and i and i don't really watch as much anymore but i keep up with it uh so yeah i watched the first three episodes i think and then i kind of did stop not because i didn't want to watch it but like you i kind of wanted to i didn't want to have to wait every week to see what because it is kind of I kept crying too because <laughs> I know I've heard it's very good. <laughs> like there's some. I've watched all the episodes. It's oh, you have? Is you it? Know? Yeah, it's, it's a fine show. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. sure. her dad has like a a medical issue where he can't talk or anything or move. Oh, yeah. the, the, I was like, don't spoil it. But yeah, no, that's the that's the main character. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's that and dude was, from, was, um, oh my god, while you were sleeping. Same character. Also in a, we just watched, some, oh no, I watched something. He was in a step up movie. <laughs> I secretly, but also maybe not so secretly, love dance movies. Oh love my the god, step up movies. Hello, same. And I need to own center stage again. I'm mad that's not Blu ray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of dancing, uh, go ahead. One of the best scenes of his congeniality. Oh my gosh! Uh, I think I know what you're going to say. Is the scene where they come out of the Statue of Liberty? Thank you. Oh my one god! One in a million, one <laughs> in a lifetime. There's a lot of this movie that I do not remember, and I, will I think that well, was I do for Golden Globe. By the way, that music, that song, that song. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> what? Wonderful. I'm pretty sure that song was nominated for a Golden Globe. I think, did it have two Golden Globes? Oh, Globe? I thought she said they played it when she won her Golden Globe. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> Could you imagine? Sandra's Ever. like, I know that I'm winning this for Blindside, but I'd like you to play that one song in Miss Congeniality. Uh, <laughs> she was also nominated for Best Actress for Miss Congeniality for a Golden Globe, just FYI. She was? <laughs> Yeah, when a comedy or musical, yeah, for sure. I didn't know I, didn't know I had such taste. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's excellent. She's an excellent actor. Oh, she's great. Always. I just, yeah, um, yeah, no, but that is also just you know where she she sees Kathy Morningside with a briefcase, and then she goes down to see if it's a bomb, and then she has to ad lib like, "Oh, good, that's the microphone I used at home. Great." And then she has to like run out. It's just. It's, <laughs> It's just so clever and so quick and witty. It's phenomenal. I will say, like, when they started the dance, I almost spit out my drink. I was because I didn't remember it. And then, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, what? And that I think that was the moment where I wrote down, women are wonderful. Because- <laughs> That's the moment? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that was the moment in John's life. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. It was the note after that. But it was in the same kind of vein because I kept thinking like the expectation that we have for these things like I mean if you're going to actually watch a miss something pageant of some sort I don't know what they have anymore but like it's just kind of expected that that's something that would happen it didn't occur to me that it would happen in this movie for some reason I was like oh they're all of a sudden all doing a choreographed dance like when did she learn that like (laughs) it's fantastic but I kept thinking like there is this weird expectation for women to just do these things. And it's like, why? But I mean, yay, because they can. I yeah. couldn't. If you, I mean, I have, because I, I was in um, a couple of things on stage. I don't, they're not shows, but they were shows. Um, and I, as soon as they wanted me to dance, I was like, oh, hell no. Are you kidding me? I can't dance. I can't do that. I can't do choreographed dancing this is why i love dancing so much because i think it's amazing that anybody can actually do any of that like even if it's just a simple thing i'm like no i don't know how to do that um but i I was gonna say also going back real quick because i I can't let it go um i sang adelaide's lament yeah and that's one of my favorite things i've ever done i was not scared to do that one Like I also did in the same show I did, and I'm telling you, I'm not going from Dream Girls. Mm, wow! <laughs> it was horrifying. I mean, it, I think it was okay, but 
I meant for me, it was horrifying. And I kept singing at a higher note, I guess. I don't know anything about notes or music or anything, so I don't know what I was doing, but um, I sang it more feminine sounding, if that makes sense. And then midway through, I had practiced so much to make sure I could do it right, that halfway through the actual performance, I had to do it lower because my voice hurt. <clears throat> so like right in the middle of the song, and I'm telling you I'm not going, I go from Effie White to Barry White, and everybody thought it was hysterical, and everybody thought it was supposed to be part of the show. And I was like, no, I just couldn't sing that high anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go down lower. Anyway, but Adelaide's Lament, oh my God, I love that song. I love that song. It's a good it, song. I had to bring that up. But um, but yeah, like the 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 crap that women are expected to do in general, just it. Yeah, well, I think that that, I mean, it's nice. What One of the things Ashley mentioned was that, you know, yeah, there's some there's some stuff that doesn't age very well in that movie, but I think what people really like about it is the arc, you know, that the that the movie takes and mm-hmm. you know, there's that scene where you kind of get a glimpse that that Grace is realizing that, you know, femininity is a spectrum and it's, you know, something that everyone experiences a little bit differently and, you know, she was so anti that because she thought that it, you know, was putting her in a box to be this stereotypical, you know, feminine woman when once she got to the pageant she was meeting all these other people you know and learning that okay they're not just barbies you know they they're they're women who do do great things and you know they they this is part of you know those great things that they do and they're not just cookie cutters they're they're just because they're pretty it doesn't mean they're dumb yeah they're they're multifaceted women and it's not it's not a measure of their femininity it's a measure of just who they are yeah. yeah, story of my life, dude. Story, like, same. I mean, absolutely yeah. same. Yeah. Like, there's so much pressure to either be a super feminine, like, very pretty woman mm-hmm. and, like, lose respect for your, like, intelligence. Yeah. Um, But, like, ultimately fit in with, like, larger crowds or be, like, a butch, like, woman well, and yeah. honor respect, but also not really um, be desirable it's something that you know i've i've struggled with just you know i've i've always been very low maintenance i think i've is the word i've started to use which is not even i that's not even what the the term i want to use i don't know what the right word to use is uh, because it is such like it's such a stark it's still it still exists you know yeah um and so maybe you know um uh, spoilers i'm a therapist everyone so i look back and <laughs> and I, I i say okay 11 year old rachel's watching this what was 11 year old rachel doing uh, at the time she played softball she she was a quote you know a tomboy she she never really you know uh felt like she could was you know at the typical girl x y and z and so when i was watching a movie of a person who um was all of those things but then you know was able to accept this other way of living and then find at the end, you know, she finds this happy medium of here's how I like to dress, but I also recognize that I like to take care of my boobs. Uh, and which is a scene in the movie. Uh, cool. So, uh, and, and she likes to, you know, do all these other things and it kind of comes together where it doesn't have to be, you pick one or the other. So 11 year old Rachel is watching this mostly because it's funny, but she's also seeing how, you know, a woman can, 
pick and choose what she wants to be. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. Yeah, you can um, be a, a blend, a blended. Yeah, woman. you can be one. Some days I, you know, I can put on a dress and feel really comfortable wearing a dress. And some days I can wear a, a, a hoodie with sleeves cut off that I made last night uh, right. and sit with it over my, <laughs> my head and play video games for 10 hours. Like it doesn't matter. You can be whatever you want. Um, and I think that a silly movie, in a silly movie like this, that message can often get overlooked. Um, yeah. And I think, but it also gets, I think, I think because it's a silly movie, um, it has a weird way of like also slipping in, Yeah, you know, it's not like ramming it down your throat because it's adding all those silly faucets. Yeah. You know, I think to exemplify that, I remember when white chicks came out, (laughs) there was a very funny, um, uh, segment or something that I saw on the internet that was like some person going around a movie theater and saying, Hey, did you see this Oscar nominated movie? And, and somebody was like, no, but I saw white chicks and that was great. And so the reason I bring that up is because something like miscongeniality that has a great message, the message is not easily lost, but because it's silly, it can get a little bit like, Oh, I'm, I'm remembering the jokes more than the message. Yeah. Miscongeniality is going to bring a lot of different types of people to come watch a movie because it's easy. It's an easy watch. And so that type of message in a movie like that gets, you know, no disrespect to Oscar movies. I love Oscar movies. You know, they're phenomenal. Um, but this, a lot more people are going to see because it's easy to watch. And so that many more people are going to get a message like this across. That's true. I yeah. agree with that. I also want to say, as far as this type of movie, um, and especially from the time it came out and the ones that came before it, like, like She's All That was one that you mentioned. Um, Stuff like that. I think the thing that makes this one more acceptable even now, you know, I mean, even though I pointed out flaws. That's okay. (laughs) The one flaw that it didn't have was Sandra Bullock. Like she carries that character beautifully. Yeah. From point A to point B. And it's not an unbelievable thing to witness does that make sense like yeah yeah i get that she's pretty but i also understand that she at the beginning of this movie would never have thought that she herself was pretty correct oh sorry no that's fine go ahead go ahead i don't know where i was going you know the other thing I, i mean the other movie you know ashley mentioned she's all that the other movie that it reminds me of that came out not too much later uh, and was more directed at kids is Princess Diaries. I mean, it's the same exact thing, just a oh, little bit different. Oh, yeah, totally fair, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, and and it's funny. I was like, I was 11 when I saw Miss Congeniality, and that has so much more of a, uh, 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 made so much more of an impact on me. <laughs> Princess Diaries came out the same year uh, that I watched it. But, you know, I, I just, I think the humor really is what I liked more about Miss Congeniality, but it's a very similar message and they do it in very similar ways. You know, Anne Hathaway is absolutely stunning, but in the beginning of Princess Diaries, she's like every nerdy kid on the block. So yeah, and um, super frizzy hair, super frizzy. You know, she's got braces, you know, she lives in a firehouse. Like what the hell? So, um, I wanted that home. Oh, wanted same, it. I mean, same. <laughs> she's a lot of movies where they made her over. <laughs> she's just got that like transitionable she could go just either way Um. i feel like i hope she doesn't have a complex about it like why do you keep casting these movies where i'm unattractive and you have to make me pretty 
<laughs> I mean, to be fair, she auditions for them, so. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah. That's, that's or she's maybe, like, well, I'm ugly, so I... That's like, here's another makeover flick for you. It's kind of your thing. Well, I'm having heavy on, so... Also, we came totally full circle talking about Miss Congeniality, uh, Princess Diaries, and Bride Wars because, um, oh, uh, what's her? I forgot her name. Um, the one who was ugly in <laughs> in Sex in the City. Oh, Chris, uh, Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen, and then Anne Hathaway's in that one, and then we got Princess Diaries, and then back to Miss Congeniality. So you're all welcome. Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> she just was, she just uh, she had just aged. <laughs> Aged and and I will say this: Michael Patrick King is a dick because he photographed her from the worst angle, and I was like, "Dude, like you're gay. What? Why'd you put the camera there?" And you knew this Dude. was projected on a gigantic screen somewhere. Hello, you're not a very nice gay man. That's for sure. Um, I would never have done that to Candace Bergen ever. Just for the record, I would put a soft focus on that thing. I would- <laughs> Like, I need some Vaseline on this lens real quick. Real quick. Girl. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm about to pay no disrespect. And the angle, I'm telling you, the angle of, if you ever watched that, the first Sex and City movie, the angle on Candace Bergen is so rude. I was, I was mad. Is it a very, like, steep, low angle? Yeah, it's- to make it look like a witch? They started it where she was sitting at a desk across from Carrie, perfectly fine. But when she got up and walked over to Carrie, they didn't really change the angle. They just moved the camera up. Ooh. And I was like, Ooh, why, why would they do that? Like, raise that camera up with In- a frame that you probably have sitting somewhere. Her Bride Wars contract was like, no camera shots below my chin. Yeah, <laughs> please don't. And they didn't give her that airbrushing. That's, I'm just saying. <laughs> they reversed the carrie bradshaw and she looks fantastic yeah it's fake which i also i have a huge problem with that i i i was just talking about this with erica i think like i was mentioning watching absolutely fabulous um because i'm watching that now after friends and i have to say like i'm kind of mad because i think that my attachment to that show and watching it for so long is why i think i'm fat all the time because they keep saying how fat Eddie is in this show. And I'm like, she's not fat. And she's 40 in the first season. So I'm like, I'm 40. I'm as old as Eddie now. Like, and I'm like, wow, they keep calling her fat. And she keeps calling herself fat. And she's not fat. So I'm like, is this where I get a text? Erica, I was like, I think this is where some of my fat complex comes from. Like, I think it's from this show that I love. Yeah, when they call <laughs> small people fat and you're like, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. What? And, um... I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I totally got lost. Oh, but the, the the way that they do that to people, like if you keep constantly putting that kind of image on a screen, like like telling people that that woman's fat when she's not fat or airbrushing people that are older to make them look younger, it's like, it's kind of wrong in a weird way. Let's like Annie Lennox, she keeps talking about, I mean, maybe not right now, but she talked about, in 2005 or something whenever i don't know it's a long time ago <clears throat> but she talked about um her new album that was coming out and how she was photographed as her age and she didn't want to have it airbrushed or fixed because she didn't want to have this ridiculous version of herself that wasn't real 
she's like, I'm older. I'm getting old. This is what I look like. So if you don't like it, that's not my problem. And I kind of love that. It's like, and then you got Annie Lennox on one side, who I love. And then you got Madonna on the other side, who I also love. And it's like, ah, shit. What? <laughs> I'm stuck <laughs> in the middle of two people. One's fantastic. And one's an idiot. Like, what are you doing, Madonna? I don't know. Yeah, but she also does like those like close-ups where you see like her mustache. Are you talking about Madonna? Like, yeah. She does yeah. like bad close-ups. The woman should never be allowed to put selfies on the internet. Like, I don't, I mean, even, even. If she doesn't as, care, why should she care? I mean. Her I, have a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Women have mustaches, John. Just deal with it. <laughs> Madonna has always had a beard, not a mustache, a beard. <laughs> Apologies. Is that her husband or? No, no, no. I'm talking no, about- no, no, no. Madonna has a beard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, if you ever see that woman in high definition, girl, she's got a full-on beard. Like, there's long hair growing off of her face. Um, I don't, I mean, the thing that bothers me about Madonna is that the she says one thing, but then she's trying to portray a different thing. Like, she talks about ageism all the time and how she doesn't want to be a victim of it. And I'm like, but then why are you doing all this to yourself? She has a a new butt, which I wasn't even aware of because she doesn't really show it off. But apparently she has gotten a, a butt implant. And I'm like, first of all, why? Because why? Pressures of Hollywood, John. You can do what you want, but why? You had a perfectly fine butt. Your legs are amazing. They still are. Your arms, you know, I don't want my arms to look like that when I'm older. But <laughs> Her This just took a turn. I'm allowed to say it because I love her. Oh, and she can have. She can have. Uh, like, apologies. I didn't know. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I I just I think th- there is a. She has her own issues, so I guess we don't have to bring those up. But I just think there's an issue with that in general. And I don't remember why any of this came up. Oh, the airbrush. No, but British uh, British TV. I've noticed uh is cool with aging women which i also think is is cool well they got women age hello say again they got maggie smith over there they have to be okay with it (laughs) she's like 400 years old also their their queen is also like super old and it's not like they're gonna touch her up in every picture you know what i mean that'd be super disrespectful let her fly the way she is because she is fucking queen yeah but if she wasn't the queen make up for days <laughs> like i would love somebody to do vogue airbrushing on the queen and see what it looked like <laughs> just just out of curiosity she'd look like claire foy oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no oh, she is old good lord <laughs> no. I mean, bad way but like jeez she's old yeah, but but she's also a representative, so like, be cool with it because like, Queen does it. You I think know? that like similar to the things that didn't age well between miscongeniality and Friends and et cetera, et cetera. Um, aging in general is um, it's not probably it's probably the least accepted thing of all the things we've talked about, you know, up to this point. Yeah. Um, I think that it's still something that is 
ha- pun half intended, covered up. Um, and cool. And not, um, it's not really directly addressed. Like if you're an old person still, you're a good looking old person. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I, like even, you know, and I'm just, I'm trying to think of examples. Someone like, like Jennifer Aniston is not old, but she's older than she was. Um, and, and she looks great. And, but the other night I was, I don't know where I was. Maybe it was here. I don't know, but well, probably was here. I haven't left my house. Um, but somebody, uh, I think my husband must've been watching something and, and I said, Jennifer Aniston looks great. And he says, yeah, she looks the same. And I was like, no, she looks like she's 50. Like, but she's supposed to look like she's 50. She's 50. Like it's okay. When I'm 50, yeah. I hope I look like I'm 50. Cause otherwise I'm not natural or I'm dead. So I hope that I would, I'm okay with getting older. Cause that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. No, I think uh, the same same sort of thing uh we were watching the morning show and jennifer looks amazing and and i went up to my screen <laughs> like i do with the sex and the city movie <laughs> and she did not have airbrushing <laughs> no she just i mean she's just very attractive i mean she she's a good looking lady yeah. um, i mean when she was on chelsea handler uh doing an interview you could tell she was aging, but it didn't look bad. No. And, just, okay. and I think even for women who, and men who age and they look bad, it's like, all right, well, you're 70,000 years old. You're going to look like you're 70,000 years old. I see pictures yeah. of old people and I'm like, you look gross because you're 100 years old. And I hope I look gross when I'm 100. Sorry. Dude, did I ever tell you when I was working in the cafe, I was helping an older dude who had to have been in his late 40s, early 50s. And uh, there was that Demi Moore like cover when Demi Moore came back and like super fit. And she was on the covers of magazines oh. on like the pool side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was the only person. And so I, I took this dude's transaction and then I started making his drinks and he like turned back because he was looking at the magazine and he was like, can you believe it? And I was like, but you know i'm not good at small talk and he was like he was like look at her and i was like yeah like she looks good sure yeah she looks good and he was like yeah but she's like 50 and i was like so what Uh, yeah yeah i was like yeah yeah she looks great yeah sure (laughs) Yeah, because I thought that he was like trying to tell me that Demi Moore is hot because she's hot. And I just really don't know how to talk to people because I don't care about these people and whatever their thoughts are. And and then he was like, she should really leave that for younger people. And I was like, you are what's wrong. You are what's wrong with people. You're why people well, feel bad about themselves. That was- she looks great. That was the reaction people had to the Super Bowl performance. Because um, J-Lo, oh, J-Lo. J-Lo and Shakira killed it. Uh, and oh, they were yeah. Both old. <laughs> yeah but, uh, but they showed too much skin. It was too scandalous. Are you joking? I, I outraged and I was like, whoa, God, I forgot his name. Bruce Springsteen slid his crotch into the entire camera of his Super Bowl performance and nobody talked about that (laughs) did you see the memes where they like started shaming olympic divers for having their shirts off (laughs) no 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 um but yeah can you believe michael phelps 
Well, he's whatever. Uh, he's just proof that you can smoke weed and still achieve your dreams. <laughs> I think Seth Rogen is a good example of that. Yeah. Um, oh, I would say that too. Cheech and Chong. <laughs> what? Ba- Cheech and Chong are just banking on smoking weed. That's fine. They That's can- their whole shtick. Yeah. They just get high, go on the mass singer. They're great. Oh, um, mass singer. Uh, I think Cheech was, yeah. Che- uh, no, it wasn't Cheech. It was Chong. it was it was Chong. Apologies, Tommy Chong. Yeah, I watched it. I'm sorry. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, ageism. Yeah, I haven't finished the the last season. But um, what am I saying? I was going to say something. Um, Oh, the about the age and uh, um, I remember, and this was a lot. Again, most of my references are from like probably twenty years ago, so I I don't keep up with anything. But Cheryl Crow did a magazine cover of something I can't remember what it was, and she did an interview later about it, and she was talking about the pressure that they put on these young pop stars to be provocative. And, um, you know, like Britney Spears and stuff like that, which who are young at the time. And now they're old. <laughs> yeah, now they're like my age or whatever. I don't know. But they, um, <laughs> now they're my age. They weren't always my age. They've always been your age. They've always been my age, but yeah, whatever. No, uh, they caught up. <laughs> <laughs> they look great. Uh, <laughs> throw that out there. They look wonderful. Um, but anyway, the, but the interviewer was like, well, but you were just on a magazine cover in your bikini. And she's like, yeah, because I'm 40. She's like, I'm allowed to do that. Like, I'm a mature woman that's aware of who she is and what she has to present. Like, these girls are told at a very young age to do this thing. And they're doing that thing to get the attention or whatever. But it's, it's just depressing. I think that's why um, right now, I think Billie Eilish is a fantastic role model for young people because she's what 16 first of all is she like, if, yeah she's i think young. yeah i think she's still 16 or she might be 17 now but she um she doesn't wear anything provocative at all like i i love the fact that she's i mean she's dressed in like chanel or whatever what is the thing she always wears gucci chanel what i don't know whatever i'm not good at that but yeah she, but it's her, it's very much baggy clothing but it's all, yeah, it's all just big baggy clothing and it looks like it's couture. Like, I think it's made for her specifically, but I just love that she's not asking for something ridiculous. She's asking for something ridiculous on the opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I love that. I'm like, can you please be more present? Thank you, please. <laughs> and her, I love her music, so whatever. Um, I was going to say something else too, but I can't remember what it was, so. Who knows? It was fantastic. It was amazing. You were all blown away by it. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> My insights are just nuggets of gold. <laughs> oh yeah, morning show. We were talking about that, and she looked fantastic. And uh, but Jason was saying like they could do a friends thing now, and she would look, you know, like I mean, she would look older. She would look appropriate to whatever but she still looks fantastic like, yeah they all yeah oh i'm convinced courtney cox looks the same she does she's got yeah. a lot of plastic and surgery it's that, though it's the, has she? i think she has yeah 
all the men are gonna look old like joey yeah but you know what matt leblanc looks good david schwimmer looks good he was just on will and grace he looks oh was he yeah he was really good on that too um deborah messing looks good what's that deborah messing (laughs) looks good she oh yeah she looked amazing i loved her when they brought that back i mean uh uh karen what's her name uh megan Megan malawi thank you she, I said it first. Although, oh, oh! <laughs> okay, we, have to, we have to touch on uh, Miss Congeniality too briefly. Go. <laughs> you can't mouth no. It's an audio. <laughs> I here's my mouthing. Um, I don't. Kn- I literally could not here's tell you mouthing. anything about Miss Congeniality too, except that Eric's not in it. Yeah, and also that it's armed and fabulous. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, this was Chandler's favorite movie on Friends, by the way, Miss Congeniality. He watched it a lot. <laughs> I, not surprisingly, uh, I'm very much like Chandler Bing. <laughs> Miss Chandler Bong. Miss Chandler Bong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, um, anyway, no, I wanted to talk about it because uh, I was telling you guys earlier off the air that my Blu-ray has both and it automatically prompts you to watch the second one when the first one's over. So I just did. And I got so distracted I had to turn off because I was doing something else. But um, don't tell my job. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was um, noticing a bunch of things like right off the bat. Like I haven't finished it. I mean, I'm, I might be 30 minutes into it and there's so many things that I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> About that movie. And like I said, I haven't finished this because I don't remember what it's about. I did not. I, I, I mean, I, I barely remembered that she actually got Miss Congeniality at the end of the first movie. And I actually cried a little bit because I was like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> but um, so. The title of the movie. The, I, I did, it didn't even, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> Oy vey. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I'm lost half the time. I don't know what's going on. Um, but so the, the beginning of the second movie, uh, I was kind of wondering how, because I, I looked at the credits and I was like, Benjamin's not, not in this one. So how are they going to deal with that? And they dealt with it very weird. Like she was uh, dating him at the opening and she was coming home and she was preparing dinner for them to eat. And then he gives her a phone call to break up with her. And I was like, wow, like that's how you're going to get rid of this guy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's such an awkward thing. It was just kind of like a, to like make it happen and then like move on though. Yeah, to move on. I mean, it kind of gave you the whole reason for the plot of the movie, I guess, but what was the plot of the movie was that she had to go to las vegas or no 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 no, no, i'm sorry that's later uh they were going to have her become the face of the fbi as like the face of the fbi she was an undercover cop the last thing she needs to be is the face hello that was what i was going to say (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I should like. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> she. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh crap! Now I forgot it. 
she, no, they were gonna have her become the face of the FBI because her very first, uh, uh, what do you call it, undercover situation in the second movie, her cover was blown because she was, and I kept thinking at the opening of the, of the second movie, like before the credits were even done, I was like, how would she be in another undercover situation? Because everybody knows who she is. She was all over television and she's right. really loved. So I was like, how are they going to do that? And <laughs> I love that they, they actually did put her into an undercover situation where her cover was blown because they recognized who she was. And I was like, oh, well, that's how they get rid of that. Then they want to make up the face <laughs> of the FBI. The reason she goes to finally do the, cover, the face of the FBI thing was because Benjamin broke up with her. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, well she's just trying to rub her face in all of his business now. So now he has yeah, to see her all the time. Which, by the way, I have to say that me not knowing anybody's names ever, it was amazing that I was able to pick up that they were transferring Benjamin to Miami. Because I was like, who? And then I was like, oh, the look on Sandra's face was like, oh, that's oh, Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> also, his name is Eric in the movie. His name is Eric. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Eric Bana, but that's not right. Because that's yeah. the Hulk. <laughs> well, the the other, the first Hulk. Isn't that Eric Bana? Isn't that the Hulk? Well, now it's Mark. Oh, or now it's, um, what's his face? What's the name of the Hulk? Bruce Banner? Bruce Banner. No. Eric Bana? Who was plays the Hulk? Eric Bana, uh, the guy oh. who was in Fight Club, and then the other dude. Yeah, what's the other, what's the current Hulk? Mark Ruffalo. Mark, Mark Ruffalo, yeah, there we go. He was naked in the movie, it was fantastic. Actually, the movie was bad, but it was fantastic to see him naked. Um, cool. That's on the Criterion uh, channel right now. <laughs> I did not watch it. Although I thought about fast forwarding to that scene. Um, anyway, so I don't know what I was saying. Oh yeah, but that was it. I was just wanted to bring up the fact that they wrote him out of there so quickly. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. no, no, I did want to say also that I didn't like what direction they had her character go in for the second movie. I thought it was kind of um, stupid. That's why I block it out of my existence i mean like i said i'm still gonna finish it when we're done with this <laughs> i mean i watched it i've seen it and then i disowned it from One my time. life i marie condoed it and i said this doesn't bring me joy and i'm removing it <laughs> okay. and i didn't i didn't say thank you for your time in my life I just, that, that sounds familiar what is that marie condo marie condo uh, she's the she's, um she's a japanese uh uh woman who purges home. purges homes of people of people's belongings uh and you do it in a way that is um meaningful so um hello ibuprofen thank you for the time that you spent in my life but i no longer need you you're just taking up space uh and yeah. then you get rid of it and so but but what you do is you say um Sarah Manning pop, you bring me joy. So I'm going to keep you uh, around. And so you, you make conscious de decisions of what it is you'd like to get rid of. 
Yeah, she. Yeah, you have to like touch and think thing. about every item. Yeah, and uh, it's only in the things that spark joy. It's in the Gilmore Girls revival. Oh, I, I meant to mention that I, I didn't finish that. Okay, it's also it's a Netflix series. Uh, I will see you uh, next. Uh, <laughs> not on purpose. I just I, I started and honestly I I don't remember what happened, but I never finished it. And then I do that with a lot of things. It's I not mean, on. Yeah, I've I'll done it. At some point. I but honestly, with me, I kind of wanted to watch the original series again and then watch it because I get lost at nearly everything. I mean. Even these Marvel movies or even Star Wars movies. I mean, I've seen those how many times and I still have to really rack my brain to be like, wait a minute, who's what now? And where were they at last movie? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. They were doing something. Somebody was doing somewhere. I don't know. It was it was weird. <laughs> That's why I thought this uh, this movie, Miss Congeniality 2, were picked up right where the other one left off. I was like, well, that's convenient. <laughs> watched it they don't have to remember except the love you believed in at the end of miscongeniality no longer exists and was broken up no i was kind of mad that she she kind of became a ridiculous person in her new role at the uh yeah whatever that's why the original is superior in um pretty much every way i mean i I can get behind that so far i haven't finished it i remember though i know there's a great costume at some point yeah, she has feathers, and she's in Vegas, I think. Yeah, because that costume reminds me of the album cover for Annie Lennox's Diva. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to like the outfit. <clears throat> Anything that makes me think of Annie Lennox is good. In fact, Sandra Bullock makes me think of Annie Lennox all the time because she, for some reason, there was a string of movies of hers where Annie Lennox songs were in the movie and i kept thinking oh i bet sandra bullock loves annie lennox <laughs> so every time i see sandra bullock i think oh she loves annie lennox even though i have no idea if that's true or not but this was the movie uh by the way that she uh, did the boxing to uh salt and pepper song and i was like i had remembered her doing that in some movie and i had no idea which one it was and so i was super excited when i saw that scene i was like oh it's movie that's when she fights her microwave in her bed yes because i I thought um i thought it was ad-libbed bt dubs oh gg sandra (laughs) gg i thought it was the movie with ryan gosling what was that murder by numbers for some reason that was the movie i thought that in is that with ryan gosling i think that was him i was thinking of the proposal yeah the proposal was with ryan reynolds Oh, you're right. Apologies. <laughs> Murder by Numbers. Also a funny number, a funny movie. Yeah. Murder by Numbers? Uh, the Proposal. Nope. <laughs> the Proposal. <laughs> Murder by Numbers is supposed to be funny, but if you thought it was funny, I mean, that's, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah, the was very funny. That was good. I like her. I like Sandra. I like Sandra. Big fan. What would you recommend, John? Me? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Um, oh, geez. I would say Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Very- I thought of it while watching this one. Yeah. Rachel, do you have a recommendation for people who liked Miss Congeniality, year 2000? 
Um, if they like this, what would you recommend they watch? If they liked this, oh boy, uh, put me on the spot. Um, uh, John just did his, so you had like a moment. I, well, yeah, oh, I did. Um, actually, you know what? I think this is, this is probably an easy out. Actually, I'm going to say one I already said, uh, just to further remind people that Miss Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous, is not worth your time. Um, so you should watch The Heat, uh, which is a very funny movie. It has Sandra and Melissa McCartney, McCarthy. I don't know Melissa McCartney, but I do know Melissa McCarthy, uh, who was in Gilmore Girls. Um, and I'm going to uh, say that you'll enjoy that one. Uh, it's very funny. The Heat. I think I would recommend, and I think this is like the inverted message, but still the same message, Legally uh-huh. Blonde. Oh, good message. GG. Yeah, where she's like super hot, but nobody thinks she can be smart. Yes. Yeah. I was going to go with Princess Diaries, but it was too easy. So, I mean, you could have. Yeah, it could be that one too. Honorable mention. Anyway, but yeah. How many foots or toes? How many toes? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, we also rate things by toes now, Rachel. I don't know if you've been keeping up. Oh, okay. So how many toes? Well, I can't. I mean, it's it's very easy for me to answer. I'd give. Um, I 12, have ten toes. Twelve abnormal toes. I have t- I have ten perfect toes. I actually <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I have very nice feet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I give um, ten really nice toes out of ten. So you've got two feet on the ground. Okay. I've got two feet. Actually, two right now I have feet on the ground. Two whole feet, really nice, wonderfully arced feet uh, <laughs> on the ground. On a, a podcast today that was talking about the arches of your feet. Yeah, well, they're coming full circle <laughs> again. They're real important. Yeah. A day full of circles. Yeah. Um, Ashley? I would say probably like a 6.5 to a 7 not because it's not good that's just where I like rate my feel goods my feel good movies are like in there I was gonna say I would probably give it six and a half or seven yeah. I'd go somewhere in yeah not I mean you you know me my 10 is Barry Lyndon so I'm on a very different Terminator 2 <laughs> different, different, we're all in a different uh yeah it's we all have a different genre. We do. It's funny because I think, yeah. you know, I've never rated Via Toe um, before. <laughs> and so if I, you know, I, yeah, I. It's like, could you walk on it? Could you take a walk on this movie? Yes. Um, not that I need to give a justification, but I, I'm too biased to answer the question other than a 10. So that's why I'm giving it a 10. Well, no, um, the 10 is perfect. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like the, it's funny because the other movies that are on like in my top five are, are no, Miss Congeniality is a very good movie, but it's actual like good movies like Moulin Rouge uh, and, and Carol and like these like really like intense, really good movies. And then I'm like, Miss Congeniality is also <laughs> one of my 10s. So um, totally fine. Great. I love Bowfinger, and that's like not a good movie. Hey. <laughs> well, I mentioned Thoroughly Modern Millie, and I would, I would say that most people would say that was not a, a fine feature. Like knowing that my favorite film is Barry Lyndon, and then Thoroughly Modern Millie, it's like 
it's like day and night it's, it's yeah no and that's same. just the beauty of being a person like you you like what you like and that's that's it and that's what yeah, life is we're just here to celebrate you we celebrate <laughs> all films dog yeah heck yeah like i would say i would i don't know i would say i would want to wear the costumes in both of those films that would be me i the love f- that it always goes back to the costumes for you it does and the wigs i want a wig I want a big ass wig oh that'd be so cool anyway um what's what else do we do is that it oh we talk about our social media so uh check us out at one foot podcast on all socials instagram twitter uh facebook one foot pod or one foot on the ground podcast and you can email us at one foot podcast at gmail.com and bye-bye bye-bye